This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house today. It is Flag Day. It is also the first Sunday after the Sunday of the Holy Trinity. And uh, today our sermon is based upon our gospel reading from Luke chapter 16, the account of the rich man and Lazarus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Old Testament reading is written in Genesis chapter 15. In this account, Abraham is afraid. He is afraid that God is not going to be faithful to his promise and that his servant, Eliezer of Damascus, will be his only heir. And God addresses Abram's fear. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward the heaven, and number the stars, if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 16th chapter, beginning at verse 19. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said there was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate was laid a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, even the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abram's side. The rich man also died and was buried, and in Hades, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes 
and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. Besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed, in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may warn them, lest they also come to this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, Neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Our Lord Jesus conquered death in the grave for you and for me. and. For all, I invite you to hear again these words from our gospel reading. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In hell where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. These are the words of our text. God's grace and his mercy and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, may the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts be holy and acceptable in your sight. Amen. One man dies and goes to heaven. The other man dies and goes to hell. Why? Why do some people go to heaven and others go to hell? This is a hard question, and it is a great and deep mystery of Holy Scripture, but there are some things that the Scriptures do tell us that are helpful and comforting for you and me today. The logical answer to the question of why some people go to heaven and other people go to hell is this. It was offered by John Calvin, the Reformed preacher. God predestines some to heaven, and he predestines some to hell. That's the logical answer to the question. In other words, it is God's will to save some people, but not all people. But is this what God reveals to you and me in Holy Scripture? What does the Word of God say with regard to why some people go to heaven and others go to hell? Well, first, the Bible reveals 
that God desires all people to be saved. You've heard these passages before, you know them. Ezekiel chapter 33, God speaks, As surely as I live, declares the Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn from their evil ways and live. Turn back. Turn back from your evil ways. Why will you die, O house of Israel? And then this passage in 1 Timothy 2, 4, St. Paul writes, God desires all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. In 2 Peter 3, 9, we read, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you. Here's the important part. Not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Since God desires everyone's salvation, it is clear that God does not predestine anyone to hell. Second, the Bible teaches that God sent his son into the world to redeem the entire world. You know this passage. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And then there's this passage from 1 John chapter 2. Jesus Christ, the righteous one, St. John jots down. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. And in 2 Corinthians 5.19, St. Paul writes, In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. So Jesus' atonement is not limited only to those who believe in him. No, Jesus redeemed the entire world, even those who do not believe in him. By his death on the cross, Jesus fully endured and appeased the wrath of God toward all people, thereby reconciling us and the entire world to God. So Jesus' atonement is universal. His blood covers all sin and every person. In fact, the hymn verse that we just sang confesses this truth. Listen. Lord, I believe we're sinners more than sands upon the ocean shore. Thou hast for all a ransom paid, for all a full atonement made. All sin is covered by Jesus' blood and righteousness. And every sinner is reconciled to God by grace through Jesus Christ. And therefore, there is no reason for God to predestine anyone to hell because Jesus has redeemed the entire world. One more point on this. Third, the Bible reveals that God actually predestines people to eternal life in heaven. St. Paul writes to the Christians in the church in Ephesus, it's in chapter 1 of his letter to them, and he writes this, For God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, 
He predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. And then again, just a couple of verses later, Paul writes, In Christ we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with his will and purpose. And then in Romans chapter 8, these words. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. So in summary, the Bible teaches that God desires the salvation of all people. Jesus redeemed everyone, and God predestines people to heaven. However, nowhere in the Bible does God teach that he predestines anyone to hell. Think about this. If God did predestine someone to hell, this would reveal that God is a liar and untrustworthy. Just imagine if on the one hand God says he desires the salvation of all people, but on the other hand he doesn't save all people. In fact, he predestines some to hell. What a wretched God he would be. And then the thought that God predestined some to hell would steal from you the very joy of your salvation and it would replace it with doubt and uncertainty in your heart for you would never know whether God loves you and predestines you to heaven or not. How would you know that God desires your salvation? You wouldn't know. Oh, what a wretched life that would be. If God were a liar and you were unsure of the certainty of your salvation. Thankfully, the Bible teaches that God does not predestine anyone to hell. And it is incorrect to say that he does predestine people to hell. So in our text, Lazarus is in heaven, right? At Abraham's side. And since he is there in heaven, we know that he is there because God desired his salvation. God redeemed him in Christ, and God predestined him to eternal life in heaven. We know that because that's where he is at. But what about the other man in hell? He is there, we know from Scripture, because he rejected God's grace. He refused God's Savior. And he resisted the work of the Holy Spirit. Listen to how the Bible teaches this truth. It begins in Matthew chapter 23. These familiar words from Jesus. He's he's looking over the city of Jerusalem with his disciples. And Jesus says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who killed the prophets and stoned those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together 
as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were not willing. In the Old Testament, God speaks to his people and he says, You are destroyed, O Israel, because you are against me, against your helper. Why did Israel make a golden calf and plan to return to Egypt? St. Stephen reminded the crowd in the book of Acts, he said, But our fathers refused to obey God. Instead, they rejected him and in their hearts turned back to Egypt. And then Stephen confronts the people who are about to stone him to death. And he says, You stiff-necked people, you are just like your fathers. You always resist the Holy Spirit. God seriously desires all people to be saved. But not all people are willing to be saved. They oppose God. They reject him. They refuse his salvation and resist him when he calls them to saving faith through his word. You see, God's grace is resistible. It is resistible when God works through his word, when he works through baptism, when he works through holy communion. People can turn their nose up at God's salvation that is in Jesus Christ. They can refuse his work of reconciliation. Jesus tells a parable. There's even a song about it. The parable starts off this way. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come. But they refused. To come. This is the reason people spend eternity in hell. It is because the devil, the world, and their sinful nature lead them to reject, refuse, and resist God's salvation. It is not because God has predestined them to hell. The wicked and sinful heart hardens itself and will not come to the wedding feast of God's Son. So in this teaching from Holy Scripture, there is a warning for you and me today. And the warning is this. Be diligent. Be diligent to hear God's word, to remember your baptism, and come to Holy Communion. For these are the places where God keeps you, in saving faith. Repent of your sin. Resolve to obey God's word. Believe in the forgiveness of all of your sins. Do not reject God's mercy for you in Jesus Christ. Do not harden your heart against Jesus. For if you reject Jesus, your unbelief and your rejection will be justly punished in hell for all of eternity. The Bible does not teach that God predestined some to heaven and others to hell. 
It teaches that God desires the salvation of all people. He reconciled the world to himself in Christ, and he predestines sinners to heaven. But many die rejecting, refusing, and resisting him. Their unbelief is the reason they spend eternity in hell. And hell is prepared for the devil and his angels, not for people. But people end up there because they refuse Christ. Bluntly, it is their own fault. The Bible's teaching on predestination or election is really a source of great comfort for you and me. Sometimes we wonder, does God love me? Does God want me to be saved? Are my sins forgiven? Will I spend eternity in heaven? And the answer to all of those questions is yes. Yes. God desires all of the world to be saved. Therefore, he desires your salvation. God redeemed and he reconciled the whole world to himself in Jesus. Therefore, Jesus redeemed and reconciled you to God. Jesus died and rose from the dead to forgive all sin. Therefore, all of your sins are forgiven. And Jesus keeps us steadfast in saving faith through his word, baptism, and Holy Communion, and therefore Jesus will keep you, and you will be saved. Listen to this good news. Jesus purchased and won you from all sins, from death and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood and his innocent suffering and death, that you may be his own and live under him in his kingdom and serve him in righteousness and innocence and blessedness, just as he is risen from the dead, lives and reigns for all of eternity. Therefore, you are saved, and you are predestined, elect, chosen by God to eternal life in heaven with Jesus Christ, your Savior. This teaching on predestination or election is a source of great comfort for you and me. It casts out doubt, it throws away uncertainty, and it replaces it with the certainty of your salvation in Jesus Christ, your Lord. In our text, Lazarus enjoyed all of the blessings of heaven, and so will you. For Christ died for you. He forgives all of your sins. He keeps you in saving faith, and he gives you everlasting life. Rejoice. Rejoice in the sweet consolation of the blood-stained cross and the empty tomb for you. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. In Jesus' name. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen.
Please join me in confessing our Christian faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Christian Church here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who have requested the prayer of the church, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray for our nation on this day. We Pray for our president who celebrates his birthday. Jesus, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and take them to heart. That by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Thank you for listening to Emmanuel God With Us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.